Hey, hey, welcome. It has been a while. Welcome to 2023, a new year. Welcome to season three of the Find Your Tove podcast. It's a new season, and we are kicking off with episode 23, Jasper Bought Flowers. Oh, I, I got to be honest. I wasn't expecting to start this year, this season, with this podcast. I've outlined this season, and I kind of have a roadmap for where we're going, but I couldn't shake this one. It's been a weird year for me. Then pieces started to fall together when Trisha came home from the grocery store with this smile on her face and a bouquet of flowers in her hand, which being her husband of 25 years was a little weird because I know that number one, Trisha doesn't buy herself flowers, and number two, I'd be a little weirded out if somebody else was buying her flowers, but that's exactly what happened. She was at the grocery store standing in line, and this little guy named Jasper, um, she guesses he was probably eight years old, walks up to her, and he says in this thick southern draw, ma'am, you look like you could use some flowers. And he hands her this bouquet, a beautiful bouquet. And Trisha looks at him, and inquisitively, she says, thank you. Then she looks up at his mom, wondering, is this kid maybe selling flowers for a fundraiser? And she mouths to her mom, do I pay for these? And her mom gets the biggest smile on her face and shakes her head no and explains what Jasper's doing. This eight-year-old boy decided for the month of December, what he wanted to do is use his allowance to see how many smiles he could create. Man, I almost tear up thinking of that. How amazing. I wonder how many smiles Jasper created. My hope or my knowledge is he created the one on his mom's face when he handed Trisha flowers. He created one on Trisha's face when he handed her flowers. He created one on my face when Trisha told me the story that an eight-year-old kid is using his resources in that way. Oh, and my hope, my hope is that everybody who listens to this, a smile is brought to your face when you hear that Jasper bought flowers. Because that, man, that's such a game changer. I don't know about you, but when I started getting allowance, I dealt with it in a certain way. My grandma, Grandma Suds, she gave us three little baskets It was a cardboard box that she got at church that had three slots in it for money when we started giving allowance. There was save, and there was give, and there was spend. And I organized my money that way. We had save, and we had give, and we had spend. And us kids could make the choice. It was our allowance. Our parents let us decide what we'd put in save, what we'd put in give, and what we'd put in spend. I was one who was a saver. In fact, I didn't even put my money in that little box that Granny Suds gave me. One of my favorite things each week when I was Jasper's age was to go to the bank. Back then, you'd actually go into the bank, and I had a thing called a passbook savings account. It was about the size of a passport, like a 3 by 5 note card. There was a special printer 
you could only put the passbooks into. Every week I'd go and I'd hand the the bank teller my $3 or my $4. She'd put that into her drawer and then she'd run my passbook through the account and I still remember the noise. It was like... It would print across that I put in $3 and here was my new bank balance. That... That is what I did with my allowance, and my favorite thing was seeing the numbers go up into the right. That's what I considered growth. That's what I considered success. When I say up into the right, I'm talking like a graph. On the left-hand line, starting at the bottom, there's zero, and that's how much money is in the account. That goes. That's the up part, and the to the right is it starts with the day I opened the account and every day adds a spot to the right. And so over time, my money would go up and that was up into the right. And I realized that so many things in my life, I measure success by is it up into the right? Jasper, Jasper changed my mind. He decided that for December, his allowance success was based on answering this one question. How many smiles can my allowance make? There's different ways to measure things. There's different ways to look at things. As we start 2023, I've got to ask a question. Maybe it's just of me, but I have this haunting suspicion that it's of a lot of us. How many of us, we measure success, we measure whether 2022 was a good year or a bad year based on answering one question, was it up and to the right? We pick an arbitrary point in time, January 1st, and we measure were the last 365 days up and to the right. If they were, it was success, and if they weren't, it was failure. Um, Sadly, even worse, sometimes if they were up and to the right, then I'm a success. And if they weren't up and to the right, then I'm a failure. As you know, this is the Find Your Tove podcast where we help people find their tove because we believe that if you don't find your tove, your unique, one-of-a-kind, of-its-kind purpose If you don't find that and live that, part of the world is left undone. Here's the deal. Tov means multiplication. It's that thing that's inside of you that needs to multiply. The image of Tov, the first picture of Tov, the clearest picture of Tov back in Genesis is fruit. Sometimes we even call Tov fruitfulness. The deal is this, in every apple there is an orchard, you plant an apple seed and over time it grows into an apple tree that produces a whole bunch of apples. That's the picture of living tove. Sadly, that can easily be confused with up and to the right. You have one and you end up with hundreds. That's accurate, but it's also inaccurate. When we're dealing with fruit and when we're dealing with fruitfulness, here's how it works. 
I'm going to go to John 15 in the Bible. These are Jesus' words. And here's what Jesus says. I am the true vine, and my Father is the vine dresser. Every branch in me that does not bear fruit, he takes away. And every branch that does bear fruit, he prunes that it may be even more fruitful. Already you are clean because of the word I have spoken to you. Abide in me and I will abide in you. As the branch cannot bear fruit by itself unless it abides in the vine, neither can you unless you abide in me. I am the vine, you are the branches. Whoever abides in me and I in him, he is that that bears fruit. But apart from me, you can do nothing. So here's the deal. Fruitfulness isn't always up into the right. Fruitfulness has this pattern. Once there's fruitfulness, then there's pruning, then there's abiding, and then there's growth, and then there's fruitfulness again. It's kind of like a pendulum, like a clock pendulum swinging. There's a season where it's going to be fruitful, where you're going to bear fruit, where there, there will be production. But then after that season is this time of pruning, this time of cutting away. After that, there's this time of abiding, this time of rest. After that, there's a time of growth. And after that, it will be up into the right again, a time of harvest, a time of fruitfulness. This is the pattern of Tov. And the question that I'm asking myself and the question that I'd like to kick this year off is, where are you right now in that pattern? Some of you probably are in a time of harvest, probably are in a time of fruitfulness. We all hit these stages at different times. Maybe your business, your family, yourself, a project are in a time of fruitfulness. If that's where you are, that is cool. There's nothing wrong with that. It's a season and it should be celebrated. If you're in one of the other seasons... That's just a reality, too. We learn from each one of these seasons. And so I wanted to dive in to John 15 just a little bit and unpack it today as we kick off 2023. So what Jesus says here is, first, I am the vine and my father is the vine dresser. Every branch that does not bear fruit he takes away. If you're not familiar with vines, there's a vine, like we're thinking a grapevine here. The vine is the main thing. If it was a tree, we'd be talking trunk. Americans are a little bit more familiar with trees because we have them in our backyard. If you're in Israel, they're more familiar, more comfortable with vines because that's what's in their backyard. The vine, like the trunk, is one part. And then out of the vine, just like out of the trunk, comes branches. And then off of the branches is where you get the fruit. Check out what happens here. Jesus says, he is the vine, he is the trunk, and his father, our heavenly father, is the vine dresser, is the master gardener, is the one who does the work. Why? To make things fruitful. Fruitfulness is the goal. 
I'm not arguing that things aren't supposed to be fruitful. Tov doesn't say that things aren't supposed to be up and to the right over time. It's just that you don't get there in a straight line. In fact, once you're fruitful, the first thing that happens is every branch that does not bear fruit, the Greek word here is pruned. It's cut off. It's taken away. Whatever's not bearing fruit needs to be cut off. It needs to be taken away. Are there things in your life that you know aren't fruitful anymore? Maybe they used to be fruitful. Maybe in a past season, they were very fruitful. They served you well. But God is saying, hey, it's time to cut this away and to move on to something else because the way you used to do it just isn't fruitful anymore. If that's where you are, I want you to just stop for a second and take stock of that. Listen to that. Remember, it's not our job to do the pruning. God will do the pruning. Now, we can resist. We can hold on to that branch. We know lots of people that hold on to the way that it was the thing that used to work long after it used to work. I want to encourage us, how can we be connected to what God's doing? And if there's something in your life that just hasn't been fruitful, what's it look like to stop for a second, to admit that, to celebrate the purpose that it served, and then to let it go if God's pruning it, if God's cutting it away? Back to John 15, it says that every branch in me that does not bear fruit, he cuts off, he takes away, he prunes. And every branch that does bear fruit, he prunes. In the Greek, there's a slight difference between the takeaway word, the cutoff word, and the prune. It's just a, a prefix. One of them is cut off like with a chainsaw. The other is cut off more medically, more surgically, more pruning back. Here's the deal. It doesn't matter if something is fruitful or something is not fruitful. If this branch is fruitful or if this branch is not fruitful, after the season of fruitfulness, everything gets pruned. Why? So that it can be even more fruitful. Don't for one second think this means that something was wrong or something was bad or something was missing. No, Jesus makes that clear. He was talking to his disciples when he was saying this. He was talking to the people that followed him, the people that trusted him. And I have to wonder if when he talked about this pruning, if they gave him this look like, what have we done wrong? Because his next line, is already you are clean because of the word that I have spoken to you. This pruning, this cutting off, this change in season isn't about whether Jesus loves you or not. Jesus already loves you. You are already enough. You have already been washed clean in your baptism. And if some of you are listening today and you're going, whoa, 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 I don't know what that means. Please, man, reach out to me because I'd love to tell you more about the Jesus story, more about what God's doing, more about how his word cleanses us, how we are washed clean, how there is nothing that we've done to earn God's love, that it's given freely through Jesus on the cross. You can reach out to me, just email me or text me, and I'd love to tell you more about that. The reality is, 
after we've been fruitful, pruning happens so that even more fruit can be produced. The goal here in John 15 and all the way back in Genesis is fruitfulness. I want to talk to those of you right now that you know you're being pruned. Can we just own that it's hard? We don't talk about this a lot in church, that when we're pruned, when things change, it's hard. When you look at the Bible, there are so many laments, so many crying out to God's, so many, this is hard right now. And consistently, consistently, it's because God is doing some pruning. Pruning is always hard. And if you are in a season of pruning this year, if New Year's Eve got you a little down, if you didn't even want to do the, hey, what's next year look like, because you know you're being pruned, know that God's word speaks to that. Know that that is part of finding your tove and living your tove. And here's the deal. If you are mourning something, mourn it, mourn it fully, lament it, cry out to God, and what comes next is abiding. That's the metaphor Jesus is using here. When you look at a vine and the branch gets pruned because it was fruitful, what happens is the vine grows over the branch and what's left is this little nub where you can't quite tell where the branch is and where the vine is, where one stops and where one ends. In vine dressing, that's called abiding. That's what happens in the winter is the branches are pruned back so that no energy is lost. So that the vine and the branch are connected to all the nutrients that are coming to the soil and there's an energy being created. But when you look at it, it looks dead. Abiding is totally necessary. Sometimes that word is translated rest. Rest in me. Some of you are entering this season of rest. Enjoy it. Relax into it. If you're like me, whenever I abide, there's a restlessness in me. Um, my friend Chad always reminds me of the words of St. Augustine. Restless till we find our rest in you. When we're entering that time of abiding, my prayer for you as you're finding your tove and learning to live your tove is that when you enter that time of abiding, that, that you will be restless until you find your rest in God. And this is why. It's because of Jesus' words. He says this, I am the vine and you are the branches. Whoever abides in me, whoever rests in me and I in him, and by the way, th this is for women too. Whoever rests in me, him or her, whoever abides in me and I in him or her, he or she will bear much fruit. Yes, we participate in this great thing. We get to play along, but unless we are connected to Jesus, we will bear no fruit that matters. A lot of times, if we measure things and year after year, decade after decade, it's always up into the right. One of two things is happening. Either we've timed things perfectly and are measuring just fruitfulness. If that's the case, that's fine. But I'd even be a little bit hesitant if every year there's more crops. Some years, there's just not going to be as much fruit as the last year. That's a reality. But maybe we figured that out. 
More often, what we're measuring isn't right. What we're measuring isn't fruit. We're measuring something other than fruit. We're measuring things that we can control, things that we can manipulate. That works for a season, but I've got this haunting suspicion that as I talk to friends, that some of us, we just need to learn to press into these seasons of pruning, to lean into them, to accept them with open arms. Others of us, we need to learn to rest in new ways. And some of us, some of us are stepping into seasons of fruitfulness. All of this, abiding, pruning, fruitfulness, all of it is necessary. All of it is part of finding your tove and living your tove. So as 2023 kicks off, wherever you are, pruning, abiding, growing, or seeing fruitfulness, may you abide in Christ as he abides in you. And as you do, grace and peace.